Hello and welcome to the Refresh Podcast, where we aim to take a deeper dive into our faith and extend the conversation beyond Sunday morning. Today, we are wrapping up our three-part series on the letter to the Galatians. Until our Bible study back in June, I wasn't familiar with the full story of Galatians. I knew the Fruit of the Spirit verses because, in a way, it's a Christian classic. However, there's so much going on when you realize that the part that everyone knows is actually the end result of a lengthy discussion on how our faith in Christ gives us freedom from the Old Testament law. Over the first four chapters, we have watched Paul reestablish his reputation as an apostle, explain how Christ's sacrifice frees us from the law, and give compelling evidence as to how God's intention was always for us to be free from the law. And Paul does it by using the law. In other words, Paul has told us that what he is about to say is true, told us what he had to say, and today he will tell us how we are free to live knowing what he's told us. Paul opens Galatians 5 with these words. For freedom Christ set us free. Stand firm. Then and don't submit again to a yoke of slavery. Take note, I, Paul, am telling you that if you are to get yourself circumcised, Christ will not benefit you at all. Again, I testify to every man who gets himself circumcised that he is obligated to do the entire law. You who are trying to be justified by the law are alienated from Christ. You have fallen from grace. For we eagerly await through the Spirit by faith the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision accomplishes anything. What matters is faith working through love. Again, Paul comes back to circumcision, the symbol of a Hebrew male's devotion to God. Paul makes it clear that the Jewish law that these Jewish Christians want the Galatians to follow will not benefit them in any way. Also, Paul remarks that if the Galatians do decide to get circumcised, they will then be obligated to follow the whole law and once again be enslaved to it. Paul then reminds us of our freedom. In verse 13, he says, For you were called to be free, brothers and sisters. Only don't use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but serve one another through love. For the whole law is fulfilled in one statement. Love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out, or you will be consumed by one another. Here we see Paul transition into slightly new territory. Instead of continuing his talk on the law, He talks about how we are to live in our faith in Christ. Instead of living in the flesh, we are to live by the Spirit. Picking up in verse 17, Paul says, For the flesh desires what is against the Spirit, and the Spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed to each other, so that you don't do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. I am warning you about these things, as I warned you before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. Now, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. 
If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Opening chapter 6, Paul builds on what he said in chapter 5, where he has talked to us about living in the fruit of the Spirit. He now talks about how we are to treat one another, knowing we have the Spirit. Paul says, Brothers and sisters, if someone is overtaken in any wrongdoing, you who are spiritual, restore such a person with a gentle spirit, watching out for yourselves so that you also won't be tempted. Carry one another's burdens. In this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone considers himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Let each person examine his own work, and then he can take pride in himself alone and not compare himself with someone else. For each person will have to carry his own load. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a person sows, he will also reap. Because the one who sows to his flesh will reap destruction from the flesh. But the one who sows to the Spirit will reap eternal life from the Spirit. Let us not get tired of doing good, for we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us work for the good of all, especially for those who belong to the household of faith. Before closing his letter, Paul addresses circumcision and the Jewish Christians one last time. He also points out that the motives of these Jewish Christians may not be as they seem. Verse 13 says, For even the circumcised don't keep the law themselves, and yet they want you to be circumcised in order to boast about your flesh. But as for me, I will never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. The world has been crucified to me through the cross, and I to the world. For both circumcision and uncircumcision mean nothing. What matters instead is a new creation. May peace come to all those who follow this standard, and mercy even to the Israel of God. Now to reiterate, over the span of six chapters, we've witnessed Paul give an amazing dissertation, as I've called it. Simply, in three distinct sections, Paul has told us who he is and why he's qualified to talk about the relationship between the law and our faith. He's told us why and how we are free from the law, with supporting evidence, using the law, and how to move forward and live as a result of that newfound freedom. Now, we're still left with a choice. What will we do with this newfound freedom? Do we live in the flesh or do we walk in the spirit? Of course, we know the quote-unquote right answer. The hard part is putting it into action, and I think Paul knew this too. Looking back on Galatians, I don't think Paul specifically says don't get circumcised or don't follow the law. He explains why following the law would not benefit the Galatians, but he does not flat out command them not to follow it. I think Paul knew that at the end of the day, the Galatians would make their own decisions, just as we have to today. So, knowing what we've learned about the law, how do we move forward? I'll leave that for you to decide, but... I'll leave you with Paul's closing words. Brothers and sisters, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. To wrap things up, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Refresh Podcast. Galatians reminds us that the rules and standards that we may see as important or choose to hold dear are not what matter to God. Our faith and our devotion to developing a relationship with God is what's important. 
Coming up, we'll be having our youth kickoff on Sunday, September 11th at 6 o'clock. Middle and high school students will have a chance to meet and hang out for games and a quick Bible study. Also, starting Wednesday, September 14th, Phyllis Montgomery will be leading a grow group called Saving Grace. Saving Grace is a program to help people of faith create healthy relationships with money and possessions. For more information and to register, visit citruschurch.org groups. And as always, join us on Sunday mornings online or in person at Summer Lake Elementary at 1030. And with that, we'll catch you next time.